Welcome to another mini-sode of Solidarity Sister. I love Valentine's Day, and if you don't, hear me out, there is still a message here for you. I know it can feel like an over-commercialized, overdone reminder to partnerless singles everywhere of their current relationship status, and that part can feel hard. In fact, today I rediscovered a Facebook post from 2013 where I shared To all of my single friends at Valentine's Day, you are fabulous and I appreciate your friendship in my life. Remember in elementary school when all that mattered was getting Valentines from the kids in your class and having a party with your friends? This is my virtual Valentine into your paper mailbox. Have some chocolate and remember that your friends, including me, love you. I know that though I hope someday you find a prince or princess to match your awesomeness, if you so desire, in the meantime, remember that you are a person of great worth and hold tight to your friends. We care about you and are grateful to know you. I still mean every word of that message. I loved the Valentine's Day parties in elementary school. What a beautiful concept that we can come together as a classroom community and bring something for every single member. It was a unifying activity. My mom always gave us each some small gift for Valentine's Day when I was growing up, like a small toy or some candy that just made me feel loved. I still remember the year she gave me a miniature toy dog. It was probably one and a half inches tall or so, and it was right at the height of my obsession with all things small. I actually took a cardboard box and spent three days creating an entire house for that little dog with different rooms and wallpaper and little room details. My younger brother destroyed that creation a few days later. It was not his finest moment. But as I look back, I wonder if that destruction was really evidence of him missing my attention and not having the emotional maturity to express that. My younger brother and I were super close growing up, and I often played the role of second mom until I graduated from high school. We even planned our wedding day to coincide with the visit home I'd already planned to celebrate his 16th birthday. Maybe this was the case where a thing came in the way of a person, and he wanted to let me know in the only way he felt he could at the time. He was only about three or four years old. Love is the most powerful force in the universe, and I love to celebrate love, not just romantic love, but platonic love, sibling love, parent-child love, and sisterhood love. Yes, we can show that love every day with small and simple gestures, and sometimes big ones too. We definitely ought not to save up all of our love for some grand expression on Valentine's Day. But that doesn't mean that we can't use the day as a good excuse to call or text a friend or send a card or plan a special dinner. One friend of mine has an annual Galentine's Day event with dear friends who live near her where they lean into celebrating the sisterhood that has upheld them through a lot of messy life. Let's take every opportunity we can to cultivate more love in the world. Speaking of which, I'd love to share with you the way Brene Brown describes love. I'm sure you're all figuring out that I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. Our Solidarity Sister Book Club is kicking off this month with slowly reading Gifts of Imperfection over a 15-week period. 
To get more info, join the Facebook group Solidarity Sister with Kristen Wilson. Anyway, after all of her research, Brene says this about love. We cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known, and when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. Love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow, a connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each of them. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Shame, blame, disrespect, betrayal, and the withholding of affection damages the roots from which love grows. Love can only survive these injuries if they are acknowledged, healed, and rare. I'll be putting that quote in the show notes. It's a good one. There's so much to get into there. One of the things that stood out to me is that we can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Over the last several years, I've been working harder at cultivating more self-love. It's been a journey filled with ups and downs, but overall, I'm getting better at it. I remember years ago when I had only one small child and I was flying to visit my parents. The flight attendant began the standard spiel about masks in case the cabin air were to become suddenly compromised. She leaned over and quietly instructed, put your own mask on before you help her. In all of the humility and audacity that my 23-year-old self possessed, I replied, of course I would help my baby before myself. You know, I was thinking, what kind of a mom do you think I am? She answered with a question, and who will help your baby when you've passed out? Shoot, <laughs> she caught me there. Somehow for moms, there is this culture around self-sacrifice that goes beyond what is prudent, needful, or helpful to ourselves and our children. When we treat ourselves as if we have no value, we are passing on an idea that they should not value themselves. To come at this concept from a Christian teaching, the Bible teaches that the second great commandment is to love thy neighbor as thyself. This means that we cannot keep this commandment without self-love. The commandments were not meant to be some punitive setup where we can never measure up. They are meant to give us principles for living with greater peace and love. And when it comes to love, this is a situation where when we increase the water, all of the boats will rise. I have witnessed this in my own life. As I've developed a greater ability to lean into my own inherent worth, my ability to love others as they are has also increased. As I can see the best in myself, I can better see the best in others. As I can give myself grace and compassion, I can better extend grace and compassion to others. As I can accept my failures as part of life and move forward, I can forgive the failures of others and allow them to move forward. Self-love is actually at the heart of community building. One of the concepts Brene Brown teaches is that there is a difference between belonging and fitting in. Fitting in is about changing yourself to be like others. It is uncomfortable. You can never quite feel good in your own skin, and it requires so much of your energy to be spent in judging yourself and judging the people around you. In contrast, when we're talking about belonging, Brene said, true belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply 
that you can share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. I love that. Belonging gives us a space to feel valued as who we are, whether or not we are part of a community at that time. There is peace in belonging, even during the times that we may feel that we're standing alone. One of the things I love from Wednesday's episode with Mary Lee of All Things Menopausal is when she said, and really, if you take those principles and bring it into the community, the support network, if you will, we need to really go into it, recognizing that everybody's situation, everybody's symptoms are personal to them, but what they're going through is universal. I know she was talking about menopause, but doesn't this apply to the human experience? What we experience in this life is personal. We are all unique, but our ups and downs are really universal. This is the human experience. So what if you do feel alone? What if you don't like yourself? What if you feel completely unlovable? What if you've hit rock bottom? The beautiful thing, my friend, is that if this is the case, you have nowhere to go but up. And it starts with small actions to shift your mindset. Go back and listen to episode 10 about the loving five. That is a fantastic practice for cultivating self-love, and it can be done in only a couple of minutes. It can be done in bed if you are too depressed to get up. It's a great morning practice, or it can be done any time in the day that you need a reset. You can be more mindful of the music you listen to, the people you surround yourself with, and the media you're consuming, even if it's just a little bit at a time. And please believe me, you do have the power to affect change in your life. You are not powerless. Do you remember the movie Ella Enchanted with Anne Hathaway? Ella breaks the curse of obedience to others when she is able to recognize that she has the power to obey herself. She had the power all along. She just hadn't recognized it yet. I know that in cases of addiction and mental illness, it can feel like you are powerless. In these times, it is especially important to celebrate every small victory and give yourself grace for the setbacks. It's vital, too, that you reach out for help to the safest people you can find, which might include reaching out to professionals. There was a time in my life where professional help literally saved me. To all of you who feel alone, betrayed, exhausted, frustrated, unseen, afraid, disappointed, or unloved, know that you are on my heart. You matter, and I'm praying for you. I want to remind you that you have value. It doesn't matter if you don't agree. This is a truth of the universe. You don't have to agree with the law of gravity, but it's still here. And the truth of the matter is, you are lovable, whether or not you feel lovable. So this Valentine's Day, I encourage you to send a little extra love out into the world. If you have people right now to love, please love them. They're worth it. And if not, or even if so, think about what one small act you can also do to show love for yourself. It might be drinking enough water, getting outside, journaling, meditating, eating nourishing foods or reading. It might be a bubble bath, exercise, or spending some time creating. It might be joining our Facebook group, Solidarity Sister with Kristen Wilson, and reaching out to the beautiful souls there. This group of women will hold space for you. You are worth it. 
If you feel like you'd benefit from learning more about practical steps you can take to increase self-love, please register for this month's masterclass over at the Cozy Caregiver Cafe. The class is called Cultivating Habits of Self-Love, and it will be taught by yours truly. We'll be talking about some of the best hacks I know surrounding habit formation, as well as more about what self-love and self-compassion really mean and how we can foster those in ourselves. I'll also be addressing how to come back to loving yourself if you've lost sight of your value during an especially rough season of life. I'll put a link to register in the show notes. And as a special thanks to my listeners, use code SISTER, S-I-S-T-E-R, to save $5. Thank you so much for your time today. If this added value to your life, will you please share it with a friend? I want to wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for being part of the Solidarity Sister community. We needed you. Solidarity Sister.